I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. This week, on a very special Lords of Grantham podcast, we go back to the start. Movie's done. Gosford Park is done. The wine is done. What do we have left to do but return to where it all started? Season 1, Episode 1. Let's take a trip down memory lane. And we're back. We're back to the start of it all. Back to the back to the beginning. You may have just heard a, a familiar voice there. We just had to bring her back. Yeah, oh baby. That that was uh that was one of the most exciting things about tuning in to this episode again. It's like, oh Lenny. The introduction from Laura Lenny. How many seasons does she do? Two. Three? Two? I think two. I could always just check on the podcast because we pretty emphatically remove her. Yeah, yeah. That that is true. Uh, I know we let her breathe for a whole other season. Yeah, because we I just kind of let it go. Season three, season two. Yeah, I think yeah. season three we got rid of her. Right. So here we are. We were watching the first episode of Down Abbey again. Yep. It's been several months since I've sat with my notebook and taken notes on a Down Abbey. Episode. Did you take a lot of notes? I did take. I took. Uh, I have my original notebook here. Ah. If you want it, I'm not gonna. My power rankings are going to be hidden because I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I have about. 35 words of notes one from the first time from we the did first this? time we watched this now i have like on most non-crazy episodes about a page and a half oh see i did the opposite this time i'm trying to drink it in like i've already been there i took all my notes i wanted the, to treat this like an like an og episode oh i just i just watched it and i took some notes but like oh i took i took many notes all right <laughs> granted i mean i do think like watching these shows a show that i've seen mm-hmm I don't need to take it in in that way. Maybe if I just did, it would have been a I little I just felt bit like the first present. time through, I wasn't taking it in. I was assessing it every single minute of it. Well, I was doing that now. Yeah, well, that's well, what we have doing. the eyes of uh, the tiger now. We've we've lived this down in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, you know, for for listeners just tuning in, you know, we are just trying to find our ways to what is the next show that we end up tackling eventually. So mm-hmm. we're just revisiting some key episodes, you know, that I think are our fan favorites, and you know, I think. We should do some uh, more service on, you know? Yeah, or other Downton-related things. We have some things in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're bleeding that stone dry here yeah. on the Lord's Grantham, you know? At least through the end of the year. Yeah, the blue. I just saw an ad for the two-disc Blu-ray that comes with recipe cards and photos. Is this like a pre-order or is this... I just like- saw it on Amazon because I looked... Uh, when I went to search for the, Amazon, uh, the show on mm-hmm. Amazon, yeah. that was the first thing that showed up. Gotcha. Because I couldn't just go Downton Abbey season six. I had to go from the beginning. Yeah. No, that's fair. But before we get into Downton Abbey, yeah. we got some big news. We do? We got some big news. I'm pleased share it. I'm not familiar with this news. Last year, we asked the Lords of Grantham fans to campaign for us or help us campaign to get us a panel at MAGFest. Oh, I know what this is. Well, this year, you didn't have to campaign for us because... We advocated for ourselves. Maybe you did campaign for us if you did. Thank you. Uh, but I'm assuming most people didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a panel at, at MAGFest, the a music, music and-, and gaming festival in National Harbor, Maryland, January 2nd to the 5th. Right. 
which I, I couldn't be further removed from the world of Downton Abbey, and our panel couldn't be further removed from the world of Downton Abbey. Yeah, we just needed to use all of you listeners and the clout this podcast has gotten us <laughs> to uh, leverage our way into doing a wrestling video game panel. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say that, you know, suggest that we're using you to get us on panels in places, uh, but we've been trying to angle for this for a while, and... It just happened that we had the leverage this time. Yeah, I mean, we we when we started this podcast, we couldn't just do whatever we wanted. We needed to, and now we can. Now we, the world is our oyster. <laughs> exactly. All of our Patreon Q and A listeners are going to know that's not entirely true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have a panel at Magfest. I believe it is Saturday, so the last night at Magfest at midnight, all right? Uh, one a.m. to two a.m. One, one a.m. Okay. <laughs> so. In an ideal world, Magfest is a pretty uh, boozy convention, and on the low, yeah. Well, not really on the low. Not you. Not publicly. Just don't get caught. Yeah. yeah. Um, they let adults be re- adults, both responsibly and irresponsibly. Uh huh. Um, I'd say ideally, we might want to cut loose on the last night at Magfest, have a couple drinks, and have some fun. But we Two won't be. We won't be. We we have a panel to present. We have to. Yeah, we have so to. So we are doing commentary. Over bad video games, bad wrestling video games. Yeah. So basically what we're going to do is uh, have people at MAGFest mm-hmm. play these notoriously bad wrestling video games. And we're going to commentate a la Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler if you're a 90s kid or, I don't know, that's really the only... Casual wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. you know, the guys that talk. We're like sportscasted, but for wrestling. Yeah. And I think we're actually going to need to put a decent amount of practice into this. I think we'll be pretty good at this. We'll be pretty good, but we're going to need to warm up. By God, Dave. He <laughs> just did a neck breaker on him. I think ideally <laughs> we just want to know, like, I'm not a huge gamer. Yeah. I also don't speak to the nerd culture that well. I think to a room full of non-nerds, I can think I, I can, we are nerds. I can, but I to can, a room full of nerds. I can trigger them. I can get them to laugh and stuff. I thought you would trigger them like the what? new book by Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> no, we don't do that here. Uh, yeah, no, I think we, we, can, we can work this out. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I yeah. do think we, we have a love-hate relationship with the... Nerd culture? The hardcore nerd culture. <laughs> Even <laughs> the hardcore Downton fans, you'd say? No, not the hardcore Downton fans. We love the hardcore Downton Please, fans. Please, come listen to us. The nerd culture is a very broad spectrum, and we, yeah. we do we do love the nerd culture. Yeah. I think Sometimes, for- after four days at MAGFest, and this is my ninth MAGFest, this is going... It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to take, and... Right. I think, it, it, it's, we, it's, we may be worn so thin, we're just insane at that point. Yeah, just shouting insanities. Uh, but but I, I'll, I'll throw this right down. We're going to have some... Uh, some giveaways for the champions. I know I have a lot of wrestling crap in my life that I'm more than willing to yeah. throw into a crowd. If, so you, that, if you've actually won a contest through this podcast for Down Abbey stuff, you've probably received a wrestling piece of trinket, tchotchke, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so tchotchke from me. Yeah, because Dave just has on the burn. It's, it's funny, Dave. I was, I was going to say, though, in terms of uh, nerd stuff, I think where you draw the line and, and where we fall in terms of appreciating nerdism and then being like, that's not a nerd, is I think when you talk about like the show Big Bang Theory, Mm-hmm. Where you see people on that show and they are nerds about every single thing of pop culture, like sci-fi and stuff, and it's like that's not a real nerd. A nerd mm-hmm. is like, deeply passionate about one thing, and so like if you're going to go in all in on something, I respect that. That's good and everything. It's a it's a bit much, but I get it. Don't nerd out about everything. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to to be. 
this is a totally strange thing to discuss on this yeah. monumental episode. But since it is MAGFest we're talking about, nobody is holier than thou. And I think that's one thing that this podcast aims to do is to say that we're not experts at Downton Abbey. We never, never claim to be. Yeah. But through hard work, through persistence, through uh, just dedication, we have made ourselves one of the premier voices in this. And we still don't say we're... we're I'm not any smarter about British royalty than I was when this started. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> not much. I wouldn't pass a test. Yeah. But I think a lot of times that what we get out of nerd culture is a lot of condescending condescension. Yeah. And we're and not trying to we do that We are not here. condescending. We are morons. We're punching up. We're punching up to all of our listeners. So yeah. with that being said, we will be making dumb jokes about people playing bad wrestling games and giving away old wrestling action figures and t-shirts and And there toys. may be Downton references during this. I mean, we're going to see if we get yeah. any if if you are a Lords of Grantham fan who has any interest in, in participating in this this activity and you're there, we'll in, definitely in, throw some doubt and stuff out in for Maryland. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, magfest.org. It's super mag, the big event. 1 a.m. On, on a Saturday, on the first Saturday of the next year. And then we have to drive home the next day. Yeah. But anyways, enough of that. Enough yeah. of that. We got Lenny is back. Yeah, you're here for us to talk about Down Abbey Season 1, Episode 1 again. Dave, hit me off with some of your notes, man. What, what was some of your immediate takeaways from this episode? My immediate takeaways are these: the men look younger, significantly. A lot of darker hair going on in this episode Carson all and Robert are definitely way darker in the hair. Yeah, even Hughes has a different shade of hair. She, mm-hmm. like, she has straight up black hair where she has like a little bit of red or uh, you know light hair through the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh? Okay, I can work with that. I do think it's really weird that knowing what I think that this will be a lot of reflection on what we know of Downton to come. Yeah, spoiler reminder: we are going to spoil the rest of the series. If you want to hear us not spoil the rest of the series, go listen to our recap of the first episode from two years ago. Yeah, this time we're talking about the whole series. Uh, Gwen is the first inside the house person we see aside from Bates on the train. Yeah. Do you, did do we know if Gwen left to do Game of Thrones or was she written off on purpose? I think she left to get to go to Game of Thrones. Okay, because yeah. they treat her departure with a lot more respect than they treat uh, Dan Stevens' departure. Well, yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> that's different though. I'm sure the different sourness going on so there. So do, do you think they had uh, high high ideas or a big plans for Gwen? I don't know if they had a lot of that thought out. I mean, in the show, you see Mary before you see Robert. And it's just Mary just kind of like heavily sighing and just looking out the window. You see a lot of people. I wrote how I, you meet the people as I saw them. Yeah. So we have Gwen, Patmore and Daisy, mm-hmm. Barrow, William, Hughes, and then Mary. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Carson and then Robert. Yeah. So that means we get all these people before we get Robert. Yeah. The and Lord Grant. And they Lord do Grantham. take their time with like Robert, like, oh, here, here's the man of the hour. Walk- just walking down the stairs. Well, yeah. But like, there's like a sweeping camera shot. Mr. Robert's down- neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. But you get like the, there's a little bit of pomp and circumstance to his entrance going down the stairs there. Like, this is the guy who's coming for breakfast, who needs his uh, newspapers uh, ironed. Yep. Yep. But and it- we definitely talked about that last time. I think it's one of my notes. One yeah. of my. One, two, three, four, five. One, one of, of my five, five six notes. notes. Okay. <laughs> uh, the one thing that caught me off guard watching this, so especially early on, was Anna saying, "I wish we had time to sleep in." Yeah, the if I could wake up without being woken up or something like that. Yeah, which is so odd because 
later in the series, we just never hear the downstairs complain all that much about working for upstairs, mm-hmm. especially from Anna. She she never complains at all. So to hear her say that, it's like, wait, what? She has like some, you know, it's not a perfect job for her, you know? Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it feels a little odd. Yeah, and I know uh, there's that scene with Mr. Bates when he's first getting acclimated and he says, isn't all this stuff beautiful? There's a there's a pirate's hoard within our reach. Yeah, talking about the stuff And boxes. then... I don't know if we're supposed to. This is a moment in this episode. I know we kind of get the char- character of T- Barrow, yeah, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one of those moments that we see a couple times in the show where it's like, why are we serving these people? What's yeah? How come they can have this and we can't? Mm-hmm. And the show moves away. from The that. fact that they have <laughs> Bates as the one to make that comment, as opposed to somebody like Barrow, who a lot of times is sort of the throws out the feelers to see somebody else's moral compass. Uh-huh. As we see in this episode with the Duke. Yeah. If ba- if Bates if Barrow was the one to say to Bates like isn't it really interesting that we have all these really fancy schmancy items? Yeah. And they're all here. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Just to see if Bates was like maybe I'll steal one of them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, no, it's funny about that. I think, well, it just speaks to Bates's like, he's a fish out of water in this episode, so mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to react or interact with people and everything. You know, you know what's funny? Also, he has a brown cane, mm-hmm. which he doesn't have a brown cane later on. He has a black cane. I guess that's a no- detail I don't notice that often. You don't look at his cane? He's got like three <laughs> legs, man. No. <laughs> it's a black cane, usually. So... Yeah, you would know. You you bought your cane based off of him. I did not buy a. I was given a cane when I had ankle surgery a few weeks ago, and it was just happened to be black. <laughs> True story. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, there, I feel like we get a lot more upstairs and downstairs stuff. So, like, we see a lot of like back and forth downstairs, but I feel like the upstairs is the focus because of the whole Titanic business. Mm-hmm. I do think paying attention, knowing what we know, knowing the yeah. the plot of the show, it makes everything make a lot more sense. And maybe that's just period phrases. As I said, we're not any, we're not much smarter than we were when we started this. Yeah. But all the stuff about the end, entrail or entail, and excuse me, all the stuff about Cora's money being locked up. Yeah. I think when you're absorbing down for the first time, you're absorbing so much that it's mm-hmm. a little overwhelming to really think about exactly why these discussions are happening. Yeah. And I know for a fact that you were on the fence about whether or not Edith had a romantic interest in the cousin that died. Right. I think watching this, it is a hundred percent clear. It's definitely apparent. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause it's just like, yeah, so many little details are laid out in this episode that come up later in the show that you just have to remember this pilot to kind of remember. Like I know, but, it com- you, but you don't because they, They're, they come to light naturally later. Right. But it's so fascinating to see it like laid out so early that like, you know, you kind of forget that. Yeah. Cora has the money. Cause you just, Forget that that's the thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's there. She she's got all the money, and they they talk a lot in this episode. And this is a thing that doesn't come up very often later in the show is mm-hmm. that Violet's husband like pried it out of her on his deathbed, kind of thing. Uh, the dowager, like yeah. Robert's father. Yeah, like if it wasn't for your father, I might have my fortune, kind of thing. Oh, he, he made sure that the entail was like connected to the the, the throne or the the bloodline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, well, we'll get to more of that upstairs stuff. But yeah, no, just watching this again, it shines a light on certain things that knowing later. One for me that came up <laughs> very apparent was Daisy's really dumb in this episode with the eggs. Well, n- bring the 
things upstairs, I think. <laughs> yeah, she's wailing about that. She's cleaning the fireplace. For what reason? Like She's like cleaning the logs yeah, in the fireplace. As, as Hughes says, uh, you're building a fire, not inventing it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, in what world would that make any sense? I understand like she's supposed to be maybe 14, 15 in this episode, maybe. Uh, we don't know her age, but she's like a child, essentially. Yeah, she's te- like a teenager or preteen. Yeah, yeah. And she even says in this episode, I won't do anything simple again until I die. It's like, well, because she mixed up orders. I mean, man, they Daisy really climbs up a, a tall ladder in this whole series because she is. She asked Bates if he enjoyed the war in this episode. And, like, he, and he says he did. He said he had some fond memories. Well, well he, he said, I war. mean, yeah, he says like, I mean, only so much as it's war. But it's like, why would you ask that question, Daisy? Mm-hmm. Get an education. And she does. But it's just like, man, Julian's it like. It takes a long time. Julian knew what he was doing. He was like, you know what? To give her an arc, we need to really just not give her any intelligence at all. Mm-hmm. We just got to set her, set her low. I think one thing that's very interesting about the downstairs is mm-hmm. Julian is shipping these couples from day one. Oh, my God. Anna's I, got eye designs on Bates as soon as he walks in. She oh, sees yeah, she's a, the first person that says, I'm Anna, because O'Brien. O'Brien, oh, jeez. I did not miss her when she leaves. No, no. But O'Brien is being O'Brien and Bates. Yeah. Anna's the first one to like re- gesture to Bates. What do you think it is about Anna that she sees in Bates immediately? Like, she's just attracted to him? Like, do you think the... Female the, viewers... Is Bates in season one, season one, episode one? Is he, is there an allure? I think. We're not the ones to ask. Well, you can also make the reason that he he uses that cane and there's a euphemism there that maybe caught Anna's eye. I don't know. You know, there's there's something. I I don't know if that's a. That, that's not the kind of discussions we have on this podcast. I know. We keep it PG, but it's just like, it's just odd to me how quickly she's like, that one. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like, uh, only in TV and soap operas, I guess, unless in real life that's ever worked out for you, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> Is that what happened when you met Lisa? Yeah, exactly. You pointed at her? And she pointed at me. I was like, oh, I can manage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you banged your cane against the table and it was a whole it was a whole mess. Yep, somebody swept it from under my foot and I fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on that shipping discussion. Yeah. So... Bates and Anna are pretty much immediately. There's a scene where Bates is crying, which is a real low moment for him. <laughs> I love the he's crying. He's like a dog, a sad dog over there. It's, uh, and, and so Anna help, helps him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Yeah. Uh, also shipped in a way that I didn't notice. I feel like we get some Carson and Hughes yeah. shipping from the from the get. Yeah, that they you know absolutely kind of leave by the wayside when they want to or Julian mm-hmm. does at least cuz it's like well you need to tease us out over but, multiple seasons. But you wonder if it is a long game or just Julian picking and choosing when to insert it. Yeah. Cuz there's the scene where it's like well, who knows about this family or Carson refers to the upstairs as our family. Yeah. And then Hughes is like don't you do you ever wish you could have gone another way and worked in a shop? Yeah. Yeah. Like that that kind of openness maybe Maybe it's just because we know where they go, but it seems a little bit further than just co-workers. Right. And it's kind of funny because you think about it, they don't get married until like an- another decade or so. How long is she dropping hints to him, you know, where he just yeah, goes over the, Carson's head? The months that we don't see on screen. Yeah. You could make a whole new series of just the stuff that happens when Downton is not on, like oh, the, the dull moments. Or there could be just entire, you know, seasons where like... Hughes and Carson dated, but we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> they just went out, you know, and it just got resolved in between the seasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Ring for Tea always made reference to the fact that there are so many other staff that there's like Downton Abbey B. 
Yeah. With with all the other people. Right. And you could do Downton Abbey A with these characters when we don't see him. No, that's true. Also shipped William and Daisy, pretty apparently. Right. And it seems like Daisy kind of has sweet eyes on William before it becomes like, no, no way. Eyes. No way. I want that barrel boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because I think Daisy's track record. So if we start at the top. Yeah. William. And then I guess you can put Barrow in that discussion if you want. Uh-huh. But William reciprocates. Then we have the Alfred Jimmy. Later down, yeah. And then we have Andy. Yeah. Who's the best? I think William, I forgot how assertive William was. Yeah, William's a solid dude. I think His get, only mistake is that when you show interest in a girl, usually she's not attracted to that. And mm-hmm. that was his only mistake. <laughs> and enlisting. Yeah, he shouldn't enlist in the war, but he needed the money. I mean, No, it wasn't enlisting, actually, either. He just had to go. Yeah, he just he just didn't That's decide true. to get his hand shot through. Right. Yeah, as you do. But uh, yeah, that that shipped pretty early, and I I forgot that I enjoyed William. Yeah, he uh, of uh, Daisy's uh, significant others potential, least insufferable maybe. Yeah, I guess I, I would be compared I, to Alfred or I mean, and then what's his name? Andy. Andy's okay. Yeah, I would say it goes. William Andy. Alfred easily because Jimmy doesn't really count Barrow doesn't really count yeah and we get the most time with Alfred I feel like who's the worst yeah uh well good for uh Daisy that worked out yeah on that uh, br- brief tangent I don't know if you're caught up on the good place but that was a really fun Downton Abbey reference oh yeah I saw that yeah, yeah. what did he say it's a, he called it's, season four uh, a like, bore yeah it's really a, shiny but a bore yeah <laughs> it's like that's not too far off no that's not too far that was funny yeah um yeah, so that those there we're we're shipping these three couples downstairs. Yep. Um, what else do we have going on downstairs aside from Barrow? I feel like they don't spend too much time downstairs aside from like Barrow and then like them scheming against and then Bates. I mean, we got the scheming rats. Yeah, it is O'Brien fun. Brian and Bates are right out the gate. It's fun seeing them two like scheme together. And I kind of wish they played this out for another season before because they kind of turn on each other pretty quickly, relatively. Well, the Alfred stuff really turns it. So yeah. it's season three? Right. Uh, season, no, after season two. Alfred season two? I could have sworn. No, William uh, dies in season two. Oh, end of season two is Alfred. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's so fun. Like, watching this episode reminded me, like, because sometimes when we talk about ranking our favorite seasons of Downton, and the further we get from season one, I think, well, maybe I'm off and maybe I'm, I'm you know, misremembering it. Watching this one is like, no, season one has got it. Like, it's just so fun to see these characters in their early elements. Like, mm-hmm. and, and there's so much potential for these characters and which directions they can go. And it, it, like, I just love seeing Hughes and uh, Thomas just being flat out bad people. O'Brien and Thomas. That's what I mean. O'Brien and Thomas just being bad people and just scheming. Like that. That is how you remember. I mean, it's great to see him doing mm-hmm. that. And the bloat isn't there. No, because I know we do lose Gwen and William. Mm-hmm. But I think aside from Gwen and William, every character in Sybil. And Matthew, who's only in one scene, every character that's in this episode rides the show through. Even Murray. Yeah, we do get, yeah, Murray throughout. It is interesting who we don't get in this episode, though. Uh, Branson? Branson? Yeah, no Branson. Well, yeah, well, I, I did think we might get the one scene of, like, get the car. I'm leaving. Yeah, you'd think, but no, he's not He's not in there, and it's it's fine. Yeah, but you think about uh, what I'm saying about the bloat. Yeah. There's no Mosley. There's no nope. Baxter. There's no... Well, I guess O'Brien also leaves. There's no Danker and Spratt. Yeah. And all these characters that, it up. that we eventually form both positive and negative, negative relationships with. Season one is sort of like, 
You know, it's like Toy Story 3. It's like you got Ham, you got Rex, you got Woody, Buzz, you got the core. Toy Story 3? Or Toy Story 4. And 3. Wait, don't they add characters in those they ones? They add characters, but the, the core group oh, the is core works. There. Yeah, keep it the, the, keep core the core. is the best. Yeah, yeah. Cora I mean, and the core. Like, yeah, yeah. People like uh, Jesse and, and Bullseye if we're going Toy Story, but the, the aliens are better. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's just so much. We haven't explored, explored these characters yet. Yeah. They're so good. You can, you can enjoy the implications of a life lived without knowing much. Yeah. This pilot, Whereas the further you get into the show, you know so much about yeah. the characters. And the other thing about this pilot is, is it's so good at establishing the characters. Mary, you understand immediately what kind of person she is when she's asking about, do I have to mourn like this dead cousin of mine that I was supposed to marry? And, and Edith is bawling. Right. And Robert's like, it's up to you. And she's like, so that means I don't have to? And he's like, it's up to you. And she's like, oh, great. And it's like, there you go. That's Mary in a nutshell right there in that yeah, moment. You, you see Sybil sort of trying to play the middle between Edith and Mary. And Edith is just a little miserable, whiny person because she loved P. Gordon. Yeah. And or P. Crawley. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's that's Edith. She's just a sad sack. Sybil, you don't get a sense of really. In no, she's, she's just playing the middle. It's like, oh, she's another sister? Oh, wait, there's a third sister and it's her? Oh, okay. That that's it. <laughs> uh, Laura Carmichael looks so young. Yeah, yeah, she really does, and the hair just being completely different too, like mm-hmm. shortened around her head. Well, she does look childish because she's too. Yeah, her and Sybil are supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, yeah. And Mary's supposed to be like late teens, early twenties, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Cora even looks a little dowdy in this episode. Like she's really always wearing. She's dressed up, even when she's in bed. She has like this dress on. Mm-hmm. It seems like like they they let, let her letting hair... their guard down as they get older. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that relationship I thought was interesting. Now moving up to the upstairs, and we we're already talking about the upstairs, but the way they establish Robert in this episode, mm-hmm. I, I think is it's it, understated. I think it lives a little to be desired. Is what I was going to go. I, was, go I, at. I like Robert in this episode. No, I like I like Robert in this episode too. But just you know, looking at it from the full spectrum of, of the show. You know, it's it's nice to see him called you know down his third parent and fourth child. It's it's such a good uh, declarative, declarative uh, statement about you know how he feels about Down, and you know what he it means to him. But when he has that conversation with the Dowager, and she you know talks to him about you know he he married uh, Cora you know for her money, and that even gets referenced later in the episode. You mm-hmm. know that she didn't he didn't fall in love with her until a year until in their marriage. Yeah. And then he asks her, you know, you know I love you or whatever, and she's like, sure. But it hints at this idea that Robert may not, you know, he wasn't always fully in this marriage. Mm-hmm. And maybe down the line they'll explore, you know, if he has one foot out or whatever. And I know they, you know, they have their ups and downs on the show, but it just seems like it's just that there'd be more, you know, of Robert potentially stealing more kisses from, you know, maids. I mean, he does that in season two, but... Yeah, but that's it. That's it. It just seems like there's... it just. It hints at more of a, a darker timeline than that we actually end up getting because we like the character so much we don't want to see that happen to them. I think well, we, like like we said, what's going on in the off season? I, maybe. Season two, there's months between episodes, so, so there's maybe more. Robert snogging. is uh, <laughs> being a bad bad boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought it was interesting the way they because the, I think the show kind of falls into like these with some of the characters at least like Robert's just this kind of you know. Patriarch, Patriarch, yeah, yeah, and he's but he, he seems more complicated in this episode than we get out of him in later seasons. I think. Yeah, I think we set the table and they lay everything out on the line, mm-hmm. and that's really all they do. Like Robert builds off of this foundation. Yeah, we find out he's he bad with money. I mean, yeah. that's it. But yeah, 
I mean, the fact that he let Cora get talked into signing it all over to Downton. Yeah. Without a male, without a son, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see Cora and the Dowager already hitting it off. Oh, yeah. And, and you get a tease of what comes later. It's like, oh, are we getting along now? And they're like, so we're allies, which is better than friends. Yeah. Yeah. What? And there's the big shift in the episode. So we have the first half is primarily mourning the loss of the cousins. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the Duke is coming to town, baby. Yeah, Charlie Cox, the daredevil, as we have as we know him. Other, I don't know him for anything else. He's on Broadway right now. But, uh, yeah, the Cox is in the house. Yep. And, and uh, Bates takes a spill. When, when they show up, gets kicked in the leg. I had to rewatch that like four times because I think the first time that I watched it for the podcast, I didn't pay attention i was like taking a note you thought he just fell down i, th- I mean yeah i thought he just fell down but well then I that's was... definitely true downstairs when he drops that plate or whatever yeah. he that's just on him but no he gets kicked by by no she o'brien yeah. sweeps the cane right and then yeah no i've watched this scene many times back in my my to li- laugh partially uh back in my my library days uh, when people would return DVDs, they'd complain that the DVD was skipping and they couldn't watch it. So we'd have to check the DVD behind the counter to make sure it was still playing. Mm-hmm. And one of the common ones was the Down Abbey box set. So I'd always have to put it in, put on episode one, and I wouldn't really pay attention to it. But I knew when Bates was going to get that sweep and fall. And I don't know how many times I saw him take that fall because we had to check this disc pretty often. Was to it see scratched it was... right at that moment? So it was like a remix where he falls and stands up and falls. <laughs> no, no. Only. But it was just like, oh, there, there, there it goes again. So yeah, I, I'm familiar with this scene, and it's 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 classic. Yeah, it is. It's truly <laughs> it a classic. Is poor Bates. Uh, but the Duke, the Duke shows up, and we find out the Barrow tipped off the Duke about the heir, mm-hmm. and the rumor mill is that he's going to propose to Mary. That's why he's there. But then he goes upstairs and sneaks into Barrow's quarters. Trying to get Mary to think that he's like snooping around so they can have a little private time. Yeah. But he's getting love letters. Yeah, he's been getting a lot. Quite a few. Love letters that he wrote. Yeah. But then here's where I'm a little confused. Uh Uh-huh. The Duke sits down with Robert and he's like, look, I wanted to tell you something. Yeah. And they're sitting having cigars and we get angry Robert. Uh Uh-huh. And Robert, basically he's saying, I don't want to marry your daughter. Robert is saying he was the Duke is saying that. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's kind of conveyed to him that oh, the Duke the Duke doesn't want to marry Mary without Cora's money. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what are you getting at? I'm saying that the Duke. So the, the the Duke realizes this. Yeah. And then goes upstairs. Right. Then he goes. But I do love how uh, Robert's like, you know, you said you had something to tell me before we sat down here, and he's like, I forgot, and it's just, Robert's just like. Just gonna go yeah, smoke they, somewhere I like else. That they walk away with the cigars in their mouth, still smoking. But yeah, I, I love how Robert kind of susses it out like immediately. He's like, "Oh, this guy just wants money." Mm-hmm. Bye, boy. So then he goes upstairs, and then he snogs with Thomas a little bit. Yeah, they. It, so does let us know as audience members, Thomas is gay. Yeah, and you'll the see big that reveal. Moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Barrow is like trying to to parse out the fact that he he. Is into the Duke. Yeah, the Cox. And what does the Duke say? Um, uh, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Oh, yeah. We talked about that in the first time we talked yep. about this episode. That yep. that line is illuminating. And so it goes from them talking and kind of flirting and making out a little bit. Yeah. To the Duke straight up saying, like, I need to get out of here. And then somehow Barrow goes, I could blackmail you and ruin you. 
Mm-hmm. And then we get the reveal that he took all the love notes and he says, I learned from you. Yeah. But like, it, in that moment, I'm still a little confused as to why the Duke wouldn't want Barrow as an ally at all. Because he's done with the house. He he doesn't need mm-hmm. to do anything because he's done with Mary. So he doesn't need to go back there and he doesn't need to see Thomas. And he doesn't want Thomas potentially blackmailing him from not showing up anymore. So it just makes sense for him to, you know, put a bow uh, on everything. You know, there. I guess one swallow is, doesn't make a summer. What? Even though. But then it's. it's one it's, swallow and the deed is done. Wouldn't it be funny? We're, we're talking all this stuff about our dream little cameos in the movie. Yeah. The Duke at that gay bar would have been a great little cameo. But he's a Duke. I don't think he could show up there. I don't think it would make much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of anonymity at that gay bar. That's in the true. Movie. That's true. And Charlie Cox is a notable enough person. I mean, get him in there. Yeah. People would know. I do think there's a, a lot of affinity for. And then they just have a bar brawl fight at that, <laughs> that gay bar. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. That'd be huge. Then we could call it like a wrestling match for yeah, a panel. Exactly. And, and, and this was a moment that floored me, knowing where the Lords of Grantham have come. Mm-hmm. Barrow yeah. has a line. In this scene, where he says to the Duke, you bastard. Yeah, comes back around. And I said, oh, no, we've been attributing this iconic Downton Abbey thing to Bates. But who delivers? Barrow laid the, the carpet. Right, but who delivers it better? You bastard. That's, that's freaking Bates. <laughs> Barrow, Barrow limped so Bates could run. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I forgot how many times they say, I can manage in this episode. I know we uh, reference. Yeah, I we, counted. We reference it many times throughout the show, and... There's four iterations. I believe it is three outright I can manage, and then one mm-hmm. I've managed. <laughs> a declarative statement there. Um, yeah, we don't get much Pat more in this episode. She's there. Uh, just doing I mean, her job. I feel like the characters that wind up being side players right. kind of get their stamp yeah. right in the beginning. I also thought it was odd that Carson says to Robert so early on, like, I don't know about this, you know, this new... Uh, you know, he doesn't well, say yeah, Bates, Car- but... Carson is not a... Uh, He's not a, a nice man in a right. lot of ways. Right, but it, it, it's rare that we see him speak out of turn about, like, staffing or, like... I, I just felt... It just felt a little... Well, everyone is anti-Bates. Right, right. But it's it just, you know... Carson just seems, like, so wanting to keep everything tidy and not bother, like, the upstairs about it. So, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The look of the show amazing again yeah, good from the from the get it's good yeah it really just sets a, a such a strong tone and like there's a soft focus in this episode that i wish mm-hmm. more episodes later on mm-hmm. would take on and i do think going right from gosford park to this yeah we see a lot of those visual similarities exactly yeah before it kind of like figured everything out mm-hmm. for before downton became downton it is definitely the the stepchild mm-hmm. of gosford park yeah and then we end the episode with the matthew reveal it's like he wants to change my life yeah, I remember this is like the first time we were both surprised. Like, wait, Matthew's only in the last episode, last scene. Yeah, but it's a good way to like be like, oh, you liked all that? Well, guess what? There's more. You know what? Fun stat about Dan Stevens in this episode? No, he has one more line than Laura Linney. Well, good to know. All yeah. right, he has two lines. Hey, Branson's, right. Branson's not in this episode. Yeah, so well, neither is Spratt. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he's not there for a few few years. But you know what's also funny too. Um, is I know it's all kind of scattershot, but it's all like coming back to me now. Though it's just um, Bates talking to Grantham, uh, Crawl, Robert about like I can't get a job anywhere else. You know this, or like uh-huh. no, you know, but, he, I can't manage. Right, and it's like is he referencing the limp? But it also sounds like he's referencing like some other piece of his past that we don't know about for Vera, why he can't. Vera. That's the thing. Is like, well, but why would that be a thing keeping him from getting a job? Still, I can't remember. Like, what is it about Vera Bates that would just be like, I can't get a job anywhere else? 
We'll have to watch more Downton Abbey to find oh out. God, I can't remember. <laughs> it's just too much. Well, she's got her thumb on, you know, pushing down on him. Yeah. Also, Robert does fire baits, um, and then he pulls him off the car. And he's like, I can't do it. It's such a good moment for also just us, uh, us understanding who Robert is, too. He's a human mm-hmm. person. He's a lo- loyal to the people he's loyal to. Yeah. To his Batman. Right. So, yeah, that moment that moment's great. That's a great Robert moment. Yeah, because uh, it really does come out of nowhere where he's, he doesn't have much time to contemplate it, but that's all he needs. Right. And you don't have a sense of this upstairs because the whole episode, they're kind of essentially just talking about money. And then you see this one moment. It's like, oh, okay, they're not just these, or you know, aristocrats, just rich people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, is that is that it, Dave? I mean, we have the immortal all time great line in this first episode. What is a weekend? Mm-hmm. What else? Um, I have my share of quotes. Uh, yeah. Bates walks into his quarters and he looks around. He sees a twin bed. <laughs> it's like a rusty old bed, and he's and he goes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I shall be comfortable here. He's so happy with his living quarters. I know we mentioned it the first time, but it is just like, who would ever look at that and be like, this is where I want to lay my hat, right here. He goes, that bed is so thin. He, go, he looks around and he goes, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and they also really underscore like how many stairs there are in the house. And I know he get, kind of gets his leg thing straightened out, but it's just like, they really make an emphasis and, on and that. And he explains there's like shrapnel in his life, yeah. which you forget later down I guess, you know, he just climbs these stairs so often, he just kind of builds that. Builds that strength, that physical he, therapy. Yeah, his, his hips get stronger. What do you think he's doing with Dr. Clarkson in the off season? He's just working on his hips. He's getting his hips stronger. He's doing uh, lunges. And I'm sure being with Anna, too, he's working on his hips oh, there, hey, too, uh, so he can climb all those stairs. Um, also, a good quote that I do think rings true in a way that we really don't see that often. The mm-hmm. Dowager says, I didn't run Downton for 30 years. To see it go lock, stock, and barrel to a stranger from God knows where. Yeah. We don't often get the dowager flexing and saying, I lived in this house for 30 years. Yeah, I ran the show. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my house. <laughs> and then Flowride is there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do we have? There's the line in which I believe Ro- uh, Robert is talking to Carson about mm-hmm. the fact that Car- they think that Bates needs to go. And they said, there's going to be a maid serving. Mm-hmm. And Robert says, there are worse things happening in the world right now. And Carson says, not worse than a maid serving a duke. Pretty funny. I, I do love that moment where Robert's like, I don't always trust Carson for everything he says. And then Carson walks right in. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, well. <laughs> and there's the line where Mary's like super fired up. And she goes, oh, we'll get to be half morning next month. And then colors in September. So like, what a life of an aristocrat. Yes, for real. And then uh, Mary is all upset about, you know, she said, if I didn't get, if I got the Duke, mm-hmm. you would have gotten Patrick. To, Edith would have taken him. Mary said, Edith says, if you had given me a chance, I'd have taken him like a shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, one swallow. <laughs> um, hey, it's not a summer. It's not a summer. No. But yeah, not much Edith in this episode, aside from the crying. And uh, you just see she's put upon, but we'll get mm-hmm. more of that. Let me see. Do I have any other ones? Uh it's the fact that James and Patrick have died. It's worse than a shame. It's a yeah. complication. Yeah. But it's funny. As much table setting as there, as there is in this episode for the rest of the series, like you said, with Gwen opening this episode and stuff, I don't think Julian even knew like how this would all wrap up. It mm-hmm. just kind of kept going and stuff. How would we know that Branson would be the guy of the movie and everything? You know. Like, so here's a question about Gwen. Yeah. Gwen leaves and Ethel comes in. Yep. Do you think Gwen was maybe intended to be Ethel, or do you think Julian abandoned ship 
and said, I got to start over and I can't use the same kind of character. I don't, I don't know. They established pretty early on that she wants that job. She wants more. I, th- I yeah. think that the writing was on the wall that she wasn't a long-term character. Right. But, I mean, there's always an out to bring her back, I'm sure, because, mm-hmm. you know, if she was a popular enough character, they can do that. So, yeah. Okay. So, do you have power rankings? I, I did do them. Yeah. Me too. Now, do we want to review what we had the first time? Sure. I have to call up my notes from two years ago on my phone. I had to dig out my old notebook. Oh, wow. I mean, it's in the on the same shelf as my current one, so not hard, but... Yeah. Do I have my initial notes? Episode two, episode three. You, you, can, you can go. All right. So I'll just say this outright. Season one, episode one, initially. So this is uh, technically recorded in August of 2017. Mm-hmm. I had Bates in third place, Barrow in second place for the bottom, and I said Mary had the worst week. Wait, you had Mary as having the worst week? Uh Uh-huh. Bates second. Barrow second, and Bates third. Okay, that's fair. Did you find yours yet? I don't think I did. Well, if you don't have it, it's not a big deal. We can manage. Yeah, I... I don't think I have the notes from the first episode on my phone. I have. Episode. You have August August 2017. Yeah, I'm going through there. That's fine. So that was my down. Who do you have down now? Well, number three, on my down rankings is the Duke. The Duke, because we never see him again, and he uh he doesn't get any of uh, the Crawley's money. Mm-hmm. So you know, bye with you, dude. Number two is Mary. Uh oh, oh so you're going through all three of yours. I don't get to do mine. Oh yeah, you go. <laughs> number three, I have Mary, who was my yeah. number one last in the beginning because I thought she kind of lost a lot. Right, lost a lot of potential, but yeah, I think on a rewatch you kind of know a little bit more. Uh huh. So who's number two for you, Mary? And you had the Duke at number three. Yeah, I have Bates at number two. Okay, because whether or not he was actually fired, he was bullied a lot. Sure, and this is not going to be an easy road for him. That's fair. And yeah. we learn that it is a really uneven road for him yeah it gets really rocky for him so who's your number one the cousins on the titanic really they die <laughs> so they technically they, they, you know if we did the 64 character tournament now the cousins would be at we get patrick crawley because honestly well this, technically we might have already had patrick P. that's Gordon. true that's true but for this episode i didn't feel like there was much time for many people to be established as being down on their luck or anything mm-hmm. or losing power i i felt so i, I struggled with putting together a down list yeah, well, I had Barrow on the the top of the bottom. Yeah. Because I think this is a really emotional gut punch that really sets the tone for him. Yeah. Not only does he successfully sabotage Bates to the point of being fired, even though he's not fired, mm-hmm. um, we realize the struggle of his life and the fact that he's in love with the, the Duke. Sure. Yeah. I mean... Uh- I think seeing him effectively scheme against uh, Bates is mm-hmm. uh, is enough for him to keep him out of the loss column because we don't get to see him do that that often. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I mean, we see a lot of him scheming against Bates. Oh, we do, but like effectively, mm-hmm. not too often. So that's why I didn't want to say he was down. But I think knowing what Barrow is, I think there's a lot of yeah. weight to this betrayal by the Duke because that's I true. think he just wants out and he wants to be him and yeah. he feels the Duke can help him. Sure. And nope. 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 Who's up for you, Dave? Well, you want to know who was up for me originally? Yeah. I had the Dowager at number three. Okay. Anna at number two. Okay. And Robert at number one. All right. 
Well, let's see how that changed. Who do you have at number three going up? Uh, Laura Linney. Just <laughs> seeing her face again at the beginning of this episode, which was so welcoming. I was mm-hmm. just so happy. Like, I, Sorry if you don't get Laura Linney attached to your episodes down Abbey, but when I turn it on and I see that this is Masterpiece Theater, it's like, hell yeah, this is, is. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Thank you, Laura Linney. It's just a nice face and a nice welcoming presence. Well, I have O'Brien on the app. Okay, sure. Scheming. Scheming already. What was the, the sh- scuffling and scheming was our, what we called them? Something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. the rats. They were the, yeah. Little rats. Yeah. Who do you got at number two? Number two, uh, I have unlock my phone. Phone unlock. Oh, wait. Laura Lane was number two for me, actually. So who's number three? Number. I was just really happy with Laura Lane. I forgot. <laughs> number three was Bates. Because that moment with him and Robert, where Robert like says, keep your job, and he gets to stick around down, and then he's got anime, anime making eyes for him. It's good moments for Bates. You, it's going to be a smooth ride. Yeah, John. exactly. He's just a likable guy. I mean, you can't you can't help it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Who's number two, Dave? All things considered, I think the Duke makes out pretty good. What? <laughs> he, he, get, he burns the letters. He, he burns the letters. The, he destroys the evidence. Doesn't get married before he finds out he, he doesn't get the money. He gets to smooch. Sure. He has to go on vacation. All right. And then the way he leaves things with Robert, you think Robert is going to be a nasty, nasty man to him? Mm-hmm. Robert's like, well, I'm glad we didn't destroy your weekend. Yeah. Bye. And then he just goes on to be the Daredevil. Yeah, the Duke, on the, yeah, on the, Netflix. Yeah. And yeah, so who you got at the top top? I think it's the same as it was before. It's Robert. Yeah, I got Robert. This is such a strong Robert episode of establishing who he is and when how he, you know, feels about Don and his sympathy. He's very sympathetic to his daughters. He's very understanding of their. I think he's almost an elevated version of who he becomes later. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he gets simplified a little bit later on because the focus gets taken away from him. Mm-hmm. And you even see the dog running alongside him. So Pharaoh. Yeah, Pharaoh. So very good Robert episode of establishing him, who he is. It, it, it makes you wish, you know, especially with Bates, too, in this episode. Like, man, why did they fade in the background so much later on? Because they're so good here as, like, you know, mm-hmm. interesting characters. Well, that's Downton. Yeah. Downton, yeah. season one, episode one. Yeah. So if you enjoyed us talking about this first episode again... Let us know some suggestions of other episodes that we want to ta- tackle. Uh, uh, we should tackle. We have ideas, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if you have feedback, please let us know, and we'll we'll go after them again. Yeah, absolutely. If there's any ideas that you have for just general stuff for us, we still need another show to watch after this. Yeah, yeah, or something. And we're, we're something just hesitant to, to pull the trigger. So, and I, I just want to throw out this gauntlet. It's the middle of November right now. The holiday seasons are coming. Mm-hmm. Last year we gave away a Christmas ornament. Yeah. This year, there's a ton of Downton Abbey stuff with the movie out. Way too much. I, I there think, uh, will be a Downton Abbey Lords of Grantham holiday giveaway. What are we giving away? We don't know yet. We don't know what it is. But unlike uh, Downton Tabby and Mouston Abbey, yeah. things that you didn't think people wanted, no. it will be good, cool Downton Abbey stuff. I know Haley on Instagram sent us an image of uh, the Downton Abbey Clue board game. Which, I saw I saw that too. I was thinking about whether or not that would be worth investing in. But then again, how different is that from the Down Abbey board? I think there's a, there's humor in us playing it while drinking the gin and whiskey from Down Abbey, and so saying yeah, I got to buy that clue Carson, Carson murdered uh, you know Hughes with the the wrench or whatever. And the I, I would do a, and I said this after the board game episode that I think we we didn't do justice to the board game because we had two critical gamers doing it, and I think Clue <laughs> would suffer the same way. Okay, but we just do Clue for fun. Yeah, and I think if we did Clue for fun, immediately follow it up in the same sitting with the same non-critical uh, board games. 
yeah. board gamers with the Downton board game, it would be a fun head to head. But that game is just not a, not good. I'm not even trying to be critical. It's just not. There's not not a game there. It's just all based on luck of the draw from the card pile. There's nothing else. That well, Clue isn't much more critical than yeah, that. You got to have some some guessing strength there. Well. We'll see. We'll see. Or like we, we said, we you know what we could also do. do is we could just break out our old box of Clue, cross out some names, put the Downton characters' yeah, names. I, I don't own Clues, but maybe. somebody. I'm sure know. there's an app for it. Yeah, so that's all on the table. But yes, there's, there are so many Downton Abbey products that are out. Yeah. And we'll get to them. Here's what I'm <laughs> going to say. Since we don't have Mixed Match Challenge teams to do, we said it last time, we're sitting on 29 reviews on iTunes. And we said that we want we want number 30. Yeah. But we also want 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. Coming. So here's what I'm going to say this right now. And we're 50 minutes into this podcast. So we'll have to reiterate, reiterate in a later podcast. If you want to enter to win a Downton Abbey holiday pack from the Lords of Grantham, give us that review, screenshot it, and send it to us. And if you are someone who has already reviewed in the past, because we're going to open this up to all the previous winners and stuff like that. Show us a social media post of you telling your friends to listen to the Lords of Grantham. Sure. Go. That's all go we need. Yeah, yeah. Just copy the link, put it in your Facebook status, put it in your Twitter, put it in your Instagram. If that's a thing that people do, share podcasts on the ground, put it in your story. Yeah. Go for and it. And then send it to us. And then everyone who sends us a iTunes review or some kind of social media sharing and don't post it and delete it like a little O'Brien or Thomas. Send it to us. You'll be entered to win something that is cool and yeah. not. Don't overpromise. Don't overpromise this. It's gonna be cash, baby. We're not giving away cash. No, there's a lot of books. There's tchotchkes and crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> good stuff. It's so, gonna be cool. It's crap. Cool if you like Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be something actually Downton Abbey, right. not some parody. But until then, you can follow us on all the social media: yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Patreon, no more. Not Patreon's right on ice. It's on ice. Keep for your eyes on Patreon. Yeah, if it comes back and. I don't know if we'll be back next week because I won't be here in Connecticut. Maybe we'll make something work over the the Skype. Maybe we not. Can. Yeah, we'll see. The, you know, the holiday season is upon us, so we might need to start compounding. But yeah, send us the episodes you want us to watch. Send us your five star reviews and, and all of that stuff, and we will you'll hear return from us soon. Yeah, yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye.